Chapter 6 Danny, Katie breathed. I don't believe him, Selena growled. She threw open her door, jumped out, then whirled to confront Danny. Why were you following us like that? she demanded. Why did you try to scare us? Whoa, Danny said, grinning at her. His eyes flashed in the light from the headlights. It was just a joke. I thought I'd give you a thrill. A joke, Katie cried shrilly. You nearly pushed us off the road. Sorry, Danny's grin grew wider. I guess I just like being close to Selena. Selena sighed. Danny is so immature, she thought. I don't care how cute he is. Selena, Danny murmured, moving closer, so close she could smell the peppermint on his breath. I have something I want to tell you. Selena jumped away, angry that he had gotten so close. Then find me later, she said curtly, ignoring his hurt expression. Selena followed Katie up the walk. Selena pulled open the front door. She was greeted by a roar of music, laughter, and loud talk. A garland of red and white balloons floated along the ceiling of Mr. Riordan's living room. Well, look who's here, Mr. Riordan called, stepping toward them. It's our leading lady. Thank you, thank you, Selena said, performing an exaggerated curtsy. There's soda and pizza by the fireplace, Mr. Riordan told them. Get something to eat and come on back over. I have an important announcement. Pizza, yum, I'm starved, Selena declared. Me too, Katie agreed, but I'm always hungry. As the girls elbowed their way to the refreshment table, Selena noted that most of the drama club was already there. She saw Allison chatting in a corner with Jake. I've got to remember to ask Jake about the black flowers and the note, Selena reminded herself. Hey, who's the major babe? Katie asked as Selena poured some ginger ale. Selena glanced to the front of the room. Next to Mr. Riordan stood a tall boy. Selena took in his long brown hair, intense dark eyes, and soft, serious mouth. I've never seen him before, she replied. He looked older than most of the other boys at the party. To her surprise, he suddenly gazed straight at her, almost as if he knew her. Attention, Mr. Riordan called. Come on over here, everyone. Selena balanced her plate of pizza and chips, then carefully made her way to a chair near the front of the room. This is Eddie Martin, the drama coach announced, gesturing at the new guy. He's a second-year drama student at Waynesbridge Junior College. As part of his studies, Eddie will be interning with us for the rest of the semester. He'll sit in on the stagecraft classes and help put on the spring play. Weird, Katie whispered to Selena. We never had an intern before. Selena barely heard her. She couldn't keep her eyes off the new boy. He was glancing around the room, nodding and smiling at everyone. But Selena remembered the way his gaze had landed on her. There's something about that guy, Selena murmured. I feel as if I've seen him before. If I'd seen him somewhere, I'd remember, Katie joked. I wonder if he's going to work with the stage crew. Selena turned to her best friend and smiled. Why don't you go find out? Katie grinned. She pushed herself out of the chair next to Selena and approached Eddie and Mr. Riordan. Selena watched as the three of them chatted for a moment, then Katie walked back to the refreshment table. Selena considered doing the same thing when Eddie abruptly settled into the empty seat next to her. Hi, he said, giving Selena a dazzling smile. I've been wanting to meet you. I'm Eddie. Welcome to Shadyside, she replied. I'm Selena Goodrich. Everyone knows who you are, Eddie said. I've seen you in all the drama productions this year. You're very talented. Thank you. Selena stammered, a little embarrassed. You're probably used to people complimenting your acting, Eddie continued. You're a natural. 
I thought you were awesome when you took over Simone Perry's role two years ago. That was your first leading role, right? Um, yeah, Selena answered. How did you know about that? I saw the play, Eddie explained. You're kidding. Selena was astonished. Eddie had been watching her two whole years ago? And he remembered her performance? Selena stared at him. There was something so familiar about him. I've seen a lot of your plays, Eddie continued. I think it's great that you've managed to keep up your grades while doing so many shows. Not many kids could do that. Well, I have to get good grades if I want to go to college, Selena replied absently. Her head was spinning. How did Eddie know about her schoolwork? You know a lot about me, she said, trying to keep it light. Eddie gazed at her intently. I know a lot about the whole drama department, he explained. After all, I'm going to be interning with you. For a moment, Selena didn't answer. There was something very strange about Eddie's interest in her. Selena studied his face, but saw nothing but friendliness. When do you start interning, she finally asked. I'm going to be here for the tryouts for Romeo and Juliet, he told her. He leaned closer to Selena. I can't wait to see your Juliet, he murmured. Selena couldn't think of a thing to say. Eddie continued to gaze at her, his dark eyes burning into hers. Eddie, Mr. Riordan's voice broke into Selena's thoughts. Come over here. There is someone I want you to meet. Catch you later, Eddie said, giving Selena another heart-melting smile. Making friends with a new intern, huh? Selena glanced up as Katie plopped back down in a chair. Sort of, Selena replied, still feeling a little dazed. He's really intense. And he's cute, Katie declared. Oh, really? I didn't notice, Selena joked. Her gaze fell on Jake, sitting in a corner by himself. Selena stood up. Be right back, she told Katie. She strode across the room and dropped into the space next to Jake on the sofa. Hi, buddy, she said, bouncing a little on a cushion. Hey, Moon, Jake replied lifelessly. What's wrong? Selena asked. You look sort of down. So, he snapped. Is there a law that everyone has to be cheerful every single minute? No, of course not, Selena said, drawing back. Why was Jake so grouchy all of a sudden? By the way, she started slowly, did you leave a little present for me back at school? Excuse me, a present? Did you leave a lovely bouquet of black flowers in my locker? Are you nuts? Jake exploded. What are you talking about? Calm down, I was just asking, Selena replied. Someone left me flowers, and I thought it might be you. You're always pulling dumb jokes. Well, I haven't felt like joking lately, Jake grumbled. Besides, black flowers don't sound too funny. Selena nodded. There was also a card. It said tonight was my last performance. Jake gaped at her. That's a joke, he cried. That's totally sick. It's no big deal, Selena replied. But then Katie and I think someone climbed a ladder outside my bedroom window and watched us in my room. Jake swallowed hard. Maybe you should tell Mr. Riordan, or call the police. You know, show them the card. Selena thought about it. Maybe I will tell Mr. Riordan. She stood up and crossed the room to the teacher, who, for once, was standing alone. What's up, Selena? he asked. You look so intense. Well, there's something I want to talk to you about, she explained. I mean, it's probably nothing, but... Before Selena could continue, she heard a frantic banging at the front door. So loud it rose over the music and voices of the crowded room. Huh? She gasped and turned to the front door, along with everyone else. The door opened slowly. A man floated into the silent room from outside. 
Then a familiar figure stumbled into the living room. Selina gasped in shock. Danny Morris. His once handsome face was caked with dark blood. Help me, he moaned. Selina! He staggered forward. He reached blood-soaked hands out to Selina. Then, with a groan, he fell at her feet and lay there, unmoving. Chapter 7 Selina screamed. She gazed down at the crumpled form at her feet. Danny lay in a dark pool of blood. Selina gasped for breath. Her mind whirled. She stood frozen, too horrified to move, too frightened to help him. Danny stirred and raised his head. He groaned. I'd rather die than live without you, Selina. Selina gasped again. Her whole body trembled. Was he serious? Had he hurt himself because of her? Danny, no, she cried. He sat up abruptly, pulled a handkerchief from his pocket, began wiping the blood off his face. He grinned up at her. Who's the best actor in the room? You, you moron, Selina shrieked. Danny tossed back his head and laughed. Come on, Selina. You didn't really think I would die for you, did I? Selina glared down at him. She knew everyone in the room was watching her. Everyone was laughing at her. Danny shook his head. Wow, Selina, you must be the biggest egomaniac on the planet. Her face burning, Selina spun away from him. She heard laughter, kids whispering to each other. Selina took a deep breath to calm herself. Very mature, Danny. She kept her voice as cold as she could. You could win the Academy Award for Best Total Jerk. That was a dumb stunt, Danny, Mr. Riordan agreed, his voice stern. You really did scare us. Danny climbed to his feet. I couldn't resist, he said. I just wanted to show everyone that I can act. Now we all know who should be Romeo. I don't know if we want you to appear in the spring play at all, Mr. Riordan said, shaking his head. That kind of behavior. It was a joke, Danny protested. We're all laughing our heads off, the teacher replied sarcastically. Let's start up the music again, okay? He turned and headed over to the CD player. Selena decided to get some fresh air. She crossed the room to the patio door. I can't believe he used to go out with that guy, said a deep voice in her ear. Startled, Selena dropped her hands from the doorknob. She turned to see Eddie's handsome face. How did you know about me and Danny? she demanded. Oh, I must have heard it from one of the other kids, Eddie replied. He gazed at her, and Selina felt tongue-tied by the intensity of his dark eyes. Mr. Riordan is signaling me again, Eddie told her. He wants me to meet everyone in a drama club. His dark eyes flashed. But I'll talk to you later, Selina. Selina watched Eddie leave. Weird, she thought. He's so intense. But I like him anyway. At least he's more mature than Danny. Danny. Selina frowned, thinking of his dumb stunt. She felt so embarrassed that she had fallen for it. Selina gazed around the room. Were kids still laughing at her? Maybe I'll just go home, she thought. She wandered over to the refreshment table. Have you seen Katie? she asked Allison. She was here a while ago, Allison replied. I think she's in the kitchen with Mr. Riordan. Selina started for the kitchen, but Allison stopped her. You are awesome in this play, Allison said, staring intently at Selina. And I know you'll probably get the part of Juliet. She stopped and took a deep breath. But I want you to know that I'm trying out, too, she finished in a rush. Well, of course, Selina said, surprised. She and Allison had always had a good-natured competition for parts, and Selina expected it to continue. Why should the spring play be any different? Katie came through the kitchen into the living room. 
She approached the refreshment table and grabbed a handful of peanuts. What's up? She greeted Selena and Allison. I think I want to go home, Selena told her. It's getting late and I'm starting to crash. I'm always so wiped after a performance. Okay, I guess I'm ready to leave too, Katie shrugged. Just let me get my keys. I left them in my bag in the other room. I'll wait for you outside, Selena decided. She thanked Mr. Riordan for the party, then crossed to the front door. She stepped outside into the cold air. Overhead, a million stars sparkled in the black night sky. Selena felt a chill. She had the weirdest feeling, as if the stars were all eyes, a million eyes staring down at her. All of Katie's stalker talk is making me paranoid, she told herself, shaking the feeling away. She started down the path, but stopped as a shadow swept over her. A large figure stepped out of the shadows to block her way. Where are you going? Danny's husky voice demanded. Home, Selena answered coldly. She was in no mood for Danny after the trick he had pulled. Fine, Danny said, but you're going home with me. In your dreams, Selena snapped. Why would I go anywhere with you? Don't you get it? I don't want to get back together. Danny grabbed her arm roughly. Selena, he pleaded. Selena yanked her arm away. Just leave me alone, she cried. I only want to drive you home, Danny insisted, his voice rising. Hey, what's going on? cried another voice. Selena glanced up to see Jake standing at the edge of the walk. Bud out, Danny snarled. He grabbed for Selena again. Whoa! Jake grabbed Danny's shirt and spun him around. What's your problem? Leave her alone, Jake demanded. Mind your own business, Danny growled. Selena is my friend, Jake argued. If she needs a ride, I'll take her home. Every guy I know has gone nuts, Selena decided. Danny shoved Jake with all his strength. Jake shot Selena a startled look as he stumbled back onto the brick walkway and toppled over. Oh! Selena uttered a low cry as Jake's head hit the pavement hard with a dull thunk. Jake sprawled on his back on the sidewalk. He didn't move. Chapter 8 Jake! Selena cried. Get up, Danny ordered, breathing hard as he stood over Jake's unmoving body. Get up! Jake stirred. He moaned and slowly pulled himself to his feet. Selena started toward him, but Jake launched himself at Danny's legs, pulling the bigger boy down. As Selena watched in horror, the two boys rolled over and over, pounding each other frantically with their fists. Stop! Stop it! she screamed. A jagged cut already covered Jake's forehead. Danny's nose began to spurt blood. Selena grabbed the back of Jake's shirt and yanked with both hands. Using all her strength, she managed to pull him away from Danny. Before the boys could begin again, she stepped between them. Get out of the way, Jake warned, wiping blood from his forehead, his chest heaving. No, Selena insisted. Jake, what do you think you're doing? Jake's eyes had looked glazed, but now they snapped into focus. Uh, I'm sorry, he muttered. You're sorry, okay, Danny snarled. You're so sorry, you're pitiful. Shut up, just shut up, Selena demanded. You guys are both crazy. I'm going home with Katie. I don't need a ride from anyone, and even if I did, I wouldn't take it from either one of you. Danny stared at her for a long moment, struggling to catch his breath. Then he spun around and strode back to the house. He pushed past Katie, who had just appeared on the porch. What's up? she asked, hurrying down to Selena and Jake. Did Danny get a nosebleed? He tripped, Jake muttered bitterly. Katie stared at him for a moment. 
Selena, she asked. I'll tell you in the car, Selena sighed wearily. Jake followed the girls to Katie's car. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Moon, he repeated. You know I can't stand Danny. That's no excuse. But he's such a jerk, Jake insisted. Selena sighed. I know. Katie unlocked the car doors, and Selena slid into the passenger seat. Jake stood holding her door. Danny thinks he can always be the star. He thinks he'll be Romeo in the spring play, Jake said. But he won't. I'd rather see him dead. Selena gasped and gazed up at him. He looked so pale and angry in the cold moonlight. You don't really mean that, Jake, do you? Do you? He turned and walked away without answering. A distant ringing awakened Selena at dawn the next morning. She glanced at her clock radio and saw that it was 5 a.m. It took her a moment longer to realize that the ringing came from her bedside phone. She groggily reached for it. Hello, she mumbled. We were together last night, whispered a voice. Huh? Selena choked out. I'm watching you, the voice whispered hoarsely. I'm always watching you, Selena. Hey, wait, Selena cried. Soon we'll be together, the voice rasped. Selena sat up straight. She was wide awake now. She gripped the phone tightly in her hand. Who is this? she demanded angrily. What are you trying to do? Who is this? She heard a click, and the line went dead. Chapter 9 Selina approached the familiar stone steps of Shadyside High. She ran up the steps, taking them two at a time, and yanked open the front door. Inside, she collapsed against the wall, feeling safe for the first time that morning. Hi, Selina, Katie called, coming from down the hall. It's chilly out. Yeah, Selina agreed, shivering. Hey, Katie cried, drawing closer. What's wrong? Nothing, really, Selina sighed. It's just, I guess it's these practical jokes. I'm starting to feel nervous all the time. I, I heard from him again this morning. Oh, wow, Katie exclaimed, shaking her head. You should call the police. You really should, if there's a stalker. There isn't any stalker, Katie, Selina insisted. I think it's Danny. You saw how crazy he got at the party. Katie twisted her face, thinking about what Selina had said. Then she pointed. Look, there's Danny, waiting at your locker. Good, Selina cried. She set her face in a hard expression. Then she rushed the rest of the way down the hall and found Danny squatting by her locker. He had a scrap of paper in his hand and was trying to work it through the slats in the locker door. More threats, she demanded. Danny straightened up, startled. Selina, I didn't hear you come up. Get away from my locker, she cried, losing control. Get away from me. All right already, Danny snapped. Don't blow a fuse. I just wanted to leave you a note. Oh, great, Selina cried. How about more dead flowers, too? The anger left Danny's face. Huh? he asked. What are you talking about? You know exactly what I'm talking about, she yelled. The notes and the gross flowers and the creepy phone calls. You've lost it, Danny exclaimed. I've never left you a note before. I never did any of that other stuff, either. I just wanted to apologize for the fight the other night. Yeah, for sure, Selena snarled. Let me see it. She held out her hand. Forget it, Danny growled, snatching his note away. I've changed my mind. I'm not sorry. He turned and stalked off. Selena watched him go, struggling to make her heart stop pounding. Was the note in his hand really an apology, she wondered, or was it another threat? Signed with a sticker of the sun. 
What light through yonder window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the moon, Jake recited dramatically. He threw himself into the seat next to Selina. Juliet is the sun, she corrected him. She swatted him with her copy of the Romeo and Juliet script. Selina was glad for a chance to stop reading her lines for the audition. She had been sitting alone in the back row of the auditorium, waiting for tryouts to start. Now Jake and Katie sat on either side of her. Jake had been clowning around, but now his expression turned serious. Have you heard from the stalker? he asked. Do you really think it's Danny? Selina frowned at Katie. I see that you've been telling Jake every little secret, every thought of mine. Katie blushed. She started to sputter an apology. Hey, I'm a friend, right? Jake broke in. I have a right to know what's going on. Selina didn't want Jake to know she suspected Danny. Jake and Danny had never liked each other. The last thing Jake needed was another reason to hate Danny, especially after their fight. I don't know, Selina replied cautiously. I mean, I think it has to be someone in trauma. Who else could have put those flowers in my locker? You should tell Mr. Riordan, Jake said. But he hasn't done anything, Selina protested. Just written some notes. Besides, I need a drama scholarship. If I tell Mr. Riordan, he might not cast me in the play. Why would Danny do such dumb stuff? Jake asked. Selina shrugged. He's used to getting his way, but not with me. I think he's really angry that I don't melt at his feet. Yeah, well, nothing Danny does would surprise me, Jake muttered. But he'll get away with it, as usual. Selina studied his face. The circles under his eyes were darker than ever. She didn't think she'd ever heard Jake sound so bitter. Jake, is anything wrong? No, he snapped. I mean, we're talking about your problems, not mine, he added in a calmer voice. Danny gives me a pain, but I think I understand where he's coming from. Are you serious? Katie demanded. I just mean I know what it's like to really want something and not be able to have it. The auditorium doors flew open. Mr. Riordan entered and strode to the front of the room. Selina saw Eddie behind him. I'm glad to see so many of you here, Mr. Riordan announced. We'll begin by casting the major parts. He pulled a card from his pocket. Allison Pearson and Selina Goodrich are both trying out for Juliet. Come on up to the stage. And for Romeo, we have Danny Morris and Jake Jacoby. Jake? Selina turned to her friend. I didn't know you were trying out for Romeo. Why not? He replied, avoiding her eyes. It's just one more thing that Danny and I both want. He stood quickly, still not looking at her, and marched up to the stage. What's his problem? Selina asked Katie. Your guess is as good as mine. Katie rolled her eyes. Selina picked up her script and climbed hesitantly to her feet. Hey, you're going to be great, Katie assured her. Thanks, Selina murmured. She started up the aisle, but found Danny blocking her way. Once I'm Romeo, we'll be spending a lot of time together, he said with a smirk. I'm glad Romeo dies in the end, Selina said nastily. She hurried up to the stage before he could say more. As she passed the first row of seats, Eddie caught her eye and flashed her a thumbs up. Hey, Selina, he called. Break a leg. Thanks, Eddie. She felt a fluttering in her chest. Suddenly, she wished Eddie wouldn't be watching her audition. I want the Romeos and Juliets to practice their lines while I speak to the others, Mr. Riordan announced. Selina crossed the stage toward the wardrobe area where she likes to work on her lines. She always sat on the same bench. Sometimes she thought it gave her luck. To her surprise, someone was already sitting there. Allison was perched on Selina's bench, hunched over a copy of the script. 
her back propped against a heavy wooden wardrobe cabinet. Hey, Allison, Selina greeted her. Allison finished reading a speech. Then she slowly raised her eyes to Selina. I guess this is your place, right? I'll go work somewhere else. No problem, Selina replied. I don't own the bench. Besides, I've already been over the lines. So many times they're making me dizzy. Are you sure you don't want me to move? Positive, Selina told her. In fact, I think I'll go outside for some air. She pushed open the door that led from the wardrobe area to the hallway behind the stage. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, she murmured to herself. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse. She stopped when she heard the scream, a shrill scream of terror behind her, followed by a frightening crash, and then silence, a heavy, frightening silence that made Selina gasp. Chapter 10 Selina froze, struggling to catch her breath. Then she forced herself to move. She pushed open the door and made her way back onto the stage. She heard frightened cries, murmurs of shock, and saw a circle of kids near the back of the stage. What were they staring at? Why were they so upset? She pushed her way through the crowd. What's going on? What's happening? She demanded. She saw Allison's sneakers first, in such a weird position, toes to the floor, then a few inches of Allison's legs, and then the wardrobe cabinet, the huge wooden cabinet on its side, on its side on top of Allison. Oh no, Selina wailed. She could see Allison's hair spread over the stage, face down. She's face down, Selina realized, her arms stretched out, the play script still gripped in one hand, not moving, not moving, not moving, and the giant wardrobe on top of her, crushing her body, crushing her back, crushing her. Allison not moving, hands so pale and stiff, crushed beneath the wardrobe, her hair spilling over the stage like blood. As Selina stared down at the ugly scene, she felt her stomach lurch. I'm going to be sick, she realized. She cupped a hand over her mouth, staggered back, back through the alarmed voices, the muffled cries, struggling to keep control, seeing Allison's crushed body even with her eyes shut, frightened, shrill voices all around. Is she dead? How did it fall? Get it off her. No, don't move it. I said pull it off. Are you crazy? Someone call 911. Selina opened her eyes to see Mr. Riordan bent over Allison's body. Call 911. I already called, Danny shouted from the auditorium. They're on the way. Is she? Is she? Judy Mason stammered from the circle of kids. Judy was Allison's best friend. I don't know, Mr. Riordan replied in a trembling voice. She was crushed under the wardrobe. I can't tell if... His voice trailed off. Selina heard a low moan. Allison! She saw Allison, the wardrobe now lying beside her, trying to raise her head. Don't try to move, Mr. Riordan was telling her tenderly. He knelt beside her. Don't try to move. Help is on the way. Selina sighed with relief. Please let her be all right, she prayed. She heard running footsteps and turns to see Katie dashing up the steps to the stage. What happened? Katie demanded breathlessly. I had to get something in my locker when I came back. It's Allison, Selina told her. The wardrobe cabinet fell over on her. No way, Katie cried. How? It's so heavy, it couldn't just fall. Maybe it was too full, someone said. Or maybe someone pushed it, Jake said to Selina. That's stupid, Katie exclaimed. Why would anyone want to hurt Allison? Maybe they didn't want to hurt Allison, Jake pointed out. 
Isn't that the place where Selina usually sits? Selina stared at him, too shocked to answer. The auditorium doors swung open. Police officers and medics burst in. A few seconds later, the medics were gently lifting Allison onto a gurney. Selina was relieved to see that Allison was talking with them as they worked. She even smiled at something one of the medics said. What did she break? Judy Mason was asking the medics. Did she break any bones? Is she in danger? Judy followed the medics as they wheeled Allison out of the auditorium. Selina dropped down onto the stage floor, feeling relieved, feeling totally drained. Wiping sweat off his forehead, Mr. Riordan announced that tryouts would be postponed until the next afternoon. Some kids began drifting out of the auditorium, talking quietly but excitedly about what had happened. The police stayed for a while, searching around backstage to determine how the accident had occurred. Selina remained too, curious and upset, wanting to know exactly what had happened. She couldn't get Jake's words out of her mind. Had the accident been planned for her? Looks like your cabinet was overloaded, she heard one of the police officers tell Mr. Riordan. Don't let it get so full. Better check out the legs. The front leg on the right is weak. It was an accident, right? Mr. Riordan asked him. It fell over because of the weight? The officer nodded. Looks that way to me, he replied. Thank you, officer, Mr. Riordan said gratefully. A few minutes later, the auditorium stood silent and empty. Selina pulled herself to her feet and made her way over to the tall wooden cabinet. Are the police right? she asked herself. Did the wardrobe fall because it was too full? Or did someone push it over on top of her? No, she answered her own question. No, 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 no one in here could do such a thing. No one. She ran her fingers along the door of the wardrobe. Beneath the handle, she felt something sticky. Surprised, she pulled her hand back and stared at an orange sticker of the sun.